Hi legends, welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. My name is Nash Mackey. I'm a rapid breakthrough and personal performance coach, and I'm so grateful to be spending this time with you sharing this really, really powerful episode. So Joel and Rossimos from Here for the Truth podcast, you know, I could spend hours with both of these amazing humans. I got to sit down with them. I think we went for about an hour and a half in this really, really powerful conversation. So today you get two for the price of one. I have to get them on individually sometimes because both of these guys are up to big things in their life. I am actually working with Joel and Yorosimos in another coaching group I'm a part of. And I was on a call with these guys and I want to save the, the best parts for the interview, but essentially I, I could sense that these guys had such a depth to them. These were guys who were fully embodying what they talk about. Joel, for example, is out there rapping at a lot of the freedom rallies, at least here in Australia. And Yorosimos is just up to epic things in his life. These guys are really embodying what they talk about. So that just really stood out in my mind. I wanted to deep dive with these guys and what they share in this episode is really, really insightful. You're going to get a lot out of it. Over the past two years in particular, a lot of us have been, well, we're searching for more. We're searching for more to connect with because myself, at least, and certainly many of the clients I support every single day in my coaching business, they're wanting to connect with something deeper. And I guess as humans, we're always wanting to do this. However, over the past two years in particular, there's things that we used to think were the truth that have been turned on their head. And we can find ourselves at times wondering, well, what can I actually connect with that I know is solid enough to build off into the future? So this conversation is really going to support you ground and really just create a, 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 exactly that, a solid foundation so you can scale your, your business, so you can increase your growth in your personal life, so you can deepen your relationships, whatever you're up to in the world. I really believe this conversation will add something very, very powerful. Now, I've got to read this guy's bio because there's so much in it that I want to get across. So as I shared, Joel and Rossimos are the founders and the co-hosts of the Here for the Truth podcast. And they do this in addition to, as I mentioned before, they've coached hundreds of people around the world. They're both divination practitioners and together they have over 30 years of research in the area of psychology, philosophy, esotericism, health, consciousness, and the nature of selfhood. They considered embodied knowledge as the foundation and groundwork for lasting true transformation. And it's their intention to bring this knowledge to as many people who are willing to listen. And that's exactly why we're here today. I hope you get so much out of this episode. I really just felt enriched from this conversation. I'm definitely going to be getting these guys back on. So if you get value from this, if, if this speaks to you in some way, do me a favor and share this out with the people you care about. I know there's many amazing people who you have in your life who might benefit from this. So if, if you resonate with this information, do your part, help us spread more truth in the world. The world definitely needs it. Enjoy. Joel, you're awesome. Welcome to the Thoughts on Purpose podcast, Legend. I'm so stoked to be spending this time with you. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Likewise. Yeah. I'm so excited for this conversation. As I shared before, I was diving through your content. It's it's one of my favorite things about having guests on my podcast. I'm very mindful who I have on. Um, this isn't a consistent thing. Unfortunately, I'm not as regular as you guys with releasing podcasts you guys it's one a week you drop is that right one a week man we were doing one a week for a long time there actually but yeah. yeah how long have you been doing your podcast um we launched it this is our one year anniversary just about so about oh wow. last between may, march and may, april may will be a year may, may will be a year for the may will be a year we met wow. we met oh right okay there you go that's that's well so you've cranked out what 52 episodes 60 60 we released 60. our 60th episode today 
oh, wow, so you've been going, that's a serious effort. So I, I, I fully admire that. I am, like I said, I'm not that consistent, but when I do bring guests on, it, the, I usually have a really deep connection with the, with the individuals I bring on. And I'm genuinely curious about learning more about your worlds and your ways of thinking and all of it. So I'm excited for this conversation so you've got the amazing Here for the Truth podcast, which straight away, it gets my attention. Um, I love the sound of that. So I'm going to read the mission statement from that. Sure. So Here for the Truth is dedicated to empowering truth seekers through sharing, synchronizing, and the embodiment of knowledge. Our goal is to provide them with the tools, resources, and inspiration to be the best, most authentic version of themselves according to their highest values based in the truth and grounded in reality. The results will be that they will have the foundation and the confidence to rely on their own reason and discernment to navigate their lives on their terms so they will feel capable of living up to their full potential. Our mission is to uplift the individual, to reawaken the inner hero within them and to remind them of what's possible when one chooses integrity over ignorance. We are a platform dedicated to exalting the very best in the human spirit, of the human spirit, rather. Like that's so well written, but first of all, and it, it, so much in that I resonate with. So what made you year, a year ago? How did you meet? Like what was this interaction? Well, you've known each other for a long time, right? No. You take this one, you're Oh, yeah, I'll take it. And uh, I apologize if there's a little bit of a d- delay here for me and my internet isn't too great, so... Uh, I'll just roll with it because there's some things that are coming in a little choppy. But uh, my wife and I were uh, invited to be on the Unslaved podcast uh, hosted by Michael Tazarian and David Whitehead, who uh, have become friends of ours and people that Joel and I highly respect. Um, And uh, we did a we did an episode. We did two episodes on awakening somatic intelligence. So, you know, my wife and I are both body workers. My wife's got her Ph.D. in, in depth psychology with an emphasis in somatic studies. And so Joel um, is a fan of Unslaved as well and Michael and David's work. And he saw our episode on there and he got a lot out of it. And he reached out to me on Instagram and I, I saw what he was doing uh, in, in Sydney in the Sydney freedom movement and his conscious hip hop uh, artist that he was doing um, that he was, that he was his work that he was doing. Sorry, it was a little delay. So I, I saw a message come in. Um, and, and I really, I loved what he was up to. I loved the content he shared. I loved what he was about. And we had a few back and forth Instagram exchanges. And then I think we both really just realized we wanted to have a podcast. I've for years, I've been like, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast, but I know myself, I need to do it in partnership. And we just felt like it was aligned. And uh, we got on Zoom one night and recorded our first episode. It was all about what it means to walk an authentic path. Wow, that's incredible! And like now you've just re- you're releasing a new program together, which is super exciting. I'm sure we're going to chat more about that. So uh, th- that's phenomenal. What what a what an incredible. Um, well, we, we were talking about synchronicity before. How things just like th- these aligned things show up in your life. And uh, I love that. What, what an incredible meeting. Joel, um, tell me more about what Eurosimos was saying then. Obviously, you have been part of the truth movement. Actually, my wife got me onto your work. 
my wife was like, you got to follow this dude on Instagram. And I, I started following you. I love the content you were posting. And then one day we were sitting on a call and I, I didn't recognize it was the same dude until I got off the call and I was on Instagram. I was like, damn, it was a bloke I was just talking to. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, yeah. So talk to me about that because it's kind of a, it, like there's this mixture of the rapping and then, the, you know, you're standing up for the truth. How did you get into that side of things? Yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, so as Yurasimos mentioned, I'm a, I'm, I've been a conscious hip-hop artist for most of my life. Before before conscious, I was just a generic hip-hop artist, I guess you could say, and that was my primary passion for a very long time. All I wanted to do was to make music. That was my number one passion, number one desire. I've been writing hundreds of songs a year since I was, you mean, 13, 14 years old, just recording in my bedroom, putting shit out there. Wow. Um, and I gained some success, you know, in a, in a, in a commercial sense. Um, this was before, I guess you could say I was quote unquote privy to the truth or awake or whatever you want, you want to call it. And, um, I was actually, I released my first album in 2014, my first full length album. And I got plays on all the major radio stations across Australia, you know, today FM and Nova. I was, I toured the country essentially. And, uh, basically it got to a point where I became a little bit disillusioned after that. Things didn't really progress as I anticipated them to. You know, you're a young kid. You mean, you're seeing yourself performing at the Grammys, all the music awards. You're doing the whole thing, the whole vision, the whole dream. And then I kind of became a bit disillusioned with the industry. You mean, um, a lot of the radio hosts, a lot of um, a lot of inauthenticity. And so I decided to put the mic down and I took a break um, for, a, for, for a little bit there. And then... When I came back, basically what that did to me, that led me through my first dark night of the soul, I guess you could say, you know, and I had a bit of a breakdown and basically I developed this sense of yearning for for the truth and for what is true and for who I actually am and for what I actually want to do and for what's actually right. And you mean, I began, then I began to question what's not true around me as well. You mean, for example, one of the first things was the simple fact of why are they adding fluoride, which is a known neurotoxin to our water supply, you know, and that led me onto geoengineering and that led me onto vaccines. And you mean, the, the rabbit hole doesn't end for a long period there. True. But then what happened, I was able to merge my creativity into, into my findings, you know? So from that point on, I decided to only make conscious music and to speak the truth in, in, in my lyrics and what I put out there. Um, so I picked up, picked back up the mic and I think 2018, I put some singles out there, some EPs, one of the songs I wrote then, Illusion, now has over a million plays globally on all platforms. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, then uh, 2020 happened, I guess you could say, right? And, like, all my friends, they knew what I was about, et cetera. But then this was kind of the great separation, right? Who's actually real? Who's actually not? And, man, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I had to speak things as real as I possibly could um, in the complete authenticity and integrity and speak my truth. And... As, as, you, as you speak your truth, man, things change as well, you know, around out, outside you. It's as above, so below, as within, so without. The more of the, your inner self that you alchemize, your outer reality changes as well. So mm. it's kind of like, you mean, um, I found myself in this position where I became, I guess, a little bit of a primary voice for the, for the truth movement in, a, in, in, a, in Australia, so to speak. A lot of people were resonating with what I was saying. Um, I was very, very clear cut. I ended up getting invited to perform at all these freedom rallies. I mean, last 
last November, I think it was. I performed to 500,000 people in Hyde Park um, wow. with, with these songs that I wrote like two, three years before 2020 even happened. So that was pretty cool, man. And that's just cool. been my journey really ever since, brother. It's just I'm here to be myself as much as I possibly can. I'm not here for any part of the illusion. If something's fake, then it's not going to have a presence in my life. And I'm basically here to curate my reality based on my inner truth and based in as much integrity as possible. And the more that I've done that, the more that I've noticed these synchronicities of alignment fall into place, you know. For example, you mean my partnership with Erasmus, everything that we're creating now. And, you know, that's that's my message, man. Do you, be you, speak your truth, and great things really can happen when you choose integrity over ignorance, like our mission statement says. Yeah. Brother, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that, man. And it's great to hear more about your background. It's always awesome to find out where people have come from. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. What about you? Were you born like this awakened being or? Just- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't consider myself awakened, but I definitely uh, consider myself on an awakening process, awakening yeah. journey. And, and I have been for a long time. Uh, I grew up in the U.S. Uh, my parents are uh, Greek immigrants, so my my dad and mom came to the U.S. pretty much with nothing, and my dad worked, kind of kind of achieved the American dream to to, to some degree for sure. And um, I've always was a curious child, and I don't know if it's my Gemini nature, but I was curious and I, I really liked paying attention and observing. But I think it wasn't until I left academia that I really started having more of a thirst and curiosity for knowledge. Like I was blessed um, to be able to just like memorize and regurgitate information and do well in conventional schooling mm-hmm. uh, all the way through university. But after uh, university or college, as we call it in the U S after college, I took savings that I had, I backpacked around um, the, around Europe and I brought some books with me. And I just remember that was like a really big period of time where I just enjoyed reading, started reading books and like sitting on a, a park bench and contemplating and, and really fueling more introspection, mm-hmm. um, more so than I did maybe when I was living a more recreational life, you know, you can say um, in my, in my, you know, teens and early twenties. And um that led me to ultimately after having like my first job post-college, I, I grew up in the restaurant business. So my father had a, a restaurant that was open 24 hours a day, seven days a week and never closed in New Jersey. And um, I ended up working in the hotel business for, for two years. And this was right before, this was right post 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was wearing a suit and tie every day and, and managing like 30 people. They were all older than me at the time, but 2000, wow. 2004 hit. And I remember I was like, well, this isn't really my purpose. I'm not feeling very creative. I feel stifled. And most of the times in my life, when I felt like something needed to change, I just kind of changed immediately. And so the Olympics were in Greece in 2004. My parents have a, have a place there. And I, I literally packed a suitcase full of books um, and went to Greece for three months and did nothing but read books for three months. Wow. And so that then brought me to the next chapter of my life. I always was a fan of cinema and I loved that the, the journey that storytelling brought me on and the, the emotions that it, it, uh, it stirred within me. And so I always had this dream to be an actor 
And so uh, I, in 2004, I went to New York, I moved to New York City and I began that journey. But again, being the curious person I was, like my first main men- acting mentor was really involved in consciousness work and psychology. And so he introduced me to all these things that really helped shine a light on like on developing as a human. Because as an actor, you show up as an actor into a, into a class and it was like, well, here I am as a human, but if I want to be able to portray all these different characters, I need to dive in and know myself on the deepest levels and accept all the different parts of me, the light, the dark, et cetera. So I could be in service of telling stories. So I really liked that process of personal development and personal exploration. And for a while it was in that context of like, Oh, I want to be an actor, but I realized there were, there were parts of me that wanted to be an actor coming from like, a wounded place and wanting validation and that kind of thing, as opposed to just for the sake of the art form. And so after a while, I realized that like, it wasn't the most ideal thing for me. And because I was curious and wanted to keep learning, I'm, I'm a sponge for knowledge. I just love to learn. So there was, after a few years of studying acting, I got much more into health and nutrition. So I went to study holistic nutrition for a year. And then that just led me on another path where actually it started in Australia in 2001, my third year of university, I, I, I did a four year, a four month program studying abroad in Sydney. And wow. while I was in Australia, I met all these Aussies and English Englishmen, I guess you can say too, who were traveling for like a year. And I was like, what do you, what? Like, we don't, do that in the States. That wasn't a thing that kids are brought up on the gap year or, or like save up some money and travel. Mm -hmm. And so I was fascinated by, I was 20 years old at the time. And I planted the seed in my mind. I get, I went someday I'm going to take a year off and travel. I didn't know how that was going to happen. But in 2008, uh, I took the savings that I had and I just said, let's do it. And I just backpacked around the globe for a month, for a year. Wow. Um, and then anyways, make a long story short, because uh, there's so much to our personal yeah, stories. Of course. I ended up coming back to, to New York City after a year for three more years. And then I moved out to Los Angeles in 2013, uh, initially to, to see if I really wanted to fully pursue acting. But when I, shortly after coming out here, I realized my path, while I was growing two paths simultaneously, one being a more creative path focused on acting, et cetera, the other one I was really into health, nutrition, personal development, personal growth. And about 2014, 15, I ended up finding a mentor of mine who was an ex-Navy SEAL trained in traditional Chinese medicine and different forms of body work. And he took me under his wing and taught me all this cool stuff. And I really got into uh, body work as well as looking at healing and healing from trauma, doing different forms of body work, et cetera. And so I've just been, I was doing things like that and then just continuing my education around self-knowledge and coaching, et cetera. And fast forward to now, Joel and I, we have our podcast, we have our partnership, we have our group coaching program that we're launching. And so it's just been a never ending journey of self-exploration and uh, just having a hunger for knowledge and challenging my beliefs and then wanting to support people in that process to ultimately become the most authentic version of themselves. Yeah. Wow, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, Fascinating, fascinating. And I can see why your podcast is so impactful. Both of you bring so much to the table. 
and you bring so much to people's corners. So I, it, I'm so glad because I know there's so many people who have incredible life experience, but they never actually allow others to benefit from that. Both of you have been on an incredible path of growth and you've both created an amazing platform where you get to leverage what you've learned and share it and enrich other people's lives, which is incredible. And I love how you. it seems like doors just keep opening up for you as you do that more. And I think about times in my own life where I've not pursued or I've not really been focused on my own personal growth as much. It's like things just come to a standstill. But when you really deep dive on that personal growth journey and you embrace your personal growth, and prioritize it, then things just start to flow. Like a lot, so many people are out trying to change the world, but they forget about themselves. And and I think that's what you guys are all about: is coming back to the self. Um, so I've got to. I, I want to move into the truth now. Let's talk about it. that's why we're here for the truth, right? Um, so you know, there's there's obviously there's you know there's the phrase of there's an individual's truth. So someone's like, you know, I want to follow my truth. I need to live by my truth. And then there's like the bigger truth. So can you guys just, for me and for the listeners, distinguish the two? And when do you know you're doing too much of your truth versus, you know, the truth? And and how do you explain all that? That's a big question. I get it. Joel, do you want to take this or you want me to just jump in and say something? If you have something immediate, go for it. And I'll. Well, I just have one real quick thing to say is, you know, our podcast is called Here for the Truth. It isn't we have the truth. We know the truth. The truth-seeking process is a journey. Unfortunately, we live in this world today where someone sees a headline or whatever and like, okay, I have the answer. And it's like, no, you have to be willing to get messy. You have to be willing to be wrong too. Like as someone who's gone down a lot of different rabbit holes in my life, like you have to hold space and have healthy skepticism to take in different information and to hold the tension of opposites very often. And so that's like part of, of what truth is to me is like, it's not like, it's even like when people say I'm awake, like I'm never going to say I'm awake. I'm more awake than I was. I'm on this. It's a process and it's a journey. So I think the same thing is with, with um, certain elements of truth, but maybe Joel, if you want to talk about objective truth, et cetera, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh many people have many ideas of what the truth is, you know, but ultimately the truth out there is only what's actually tangible, what we can actually discern and reason for ourselves, what's actually knowable and shows evidence of being true, you know? So it's very easy. It's very slippery slope, this whole concept of truth, where many people can just grasp onto an idea, have a positive experience without any objective proof of what they've taken on as a belief system and then claim to have the truth and claim to be enlightened and claim to be awakened and all these things when all of a sudden five, six years later, they find themselves in a hole, they find themselves lost, they find themselves without any grounding whatsoever, you know? So, and this is a process that I've had to learn the hard way throughout the course of my life as well. Um, but yeah, to me, there there is objective truth that exists, you mean, that, 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 that provides evidence within reality. But at the same time, as you mentioned, there are, there is individual truth. Of course, I've got an individual truth that differs to both of you um, that have individual truths. And this comes down to the fact that we're all unique individuals, right? I don't believe that there's any two individuals that are born the same. Um, we all have unique qualities, unique strengths, unique weaknesses, unique attributes. And some of my um, 
some of my knowledge actually also comes from an astrological point of view as well. Um, for for a while there, I was actually a professional astrologer and a professional tarot reader as well. And one of the things that I understood through my study of divination is that um, it's actually very psychological. It's not woo-woo, right? So for example, the zodiac, these are aspects of our psychology. The cards of the tarot, these are also aspects of our psychology. And in understanding this information, you realize that everyone is so different in so many unique ways. So what's true for me is not true for you or, or true for anyone else. So for me, the primary thing of being here for the truth is understanding who you are as an individual. And this comes back to the famous adage, know thyself, right? The, the Oracle of Delphi. And to me, this is the, the, the pinnacle of how we can begin to understand what truth is. In, in knowing myself, I can then have a better understanding of reality and I can better understand how I am uniquely oriented within reality. Because so often we grow up and we're looking for someone who's successful or someone who appears to know what they're doing so we can copy and mimic what they appear to be doing in order for us to have that, have that, same, that same kind of experience. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're all designed to respond to life in unique and different ways. And only by walking out on the path that has never been walked before, because only you can walk it and taking steps and be, being willing to make mistakes in order to discover who you are and what works for you and what is true for you. That's, that, that's, that's the path less trodden, but that is the path to you living up to your highest potential and you're really pursuing your deepest desires because no one can go there except you. And you can only go there when you're willing to discover what's uniquely true for you without projecting onto anyone else or anything else what the right way to live is, what's true is, or what's what. You are here as a unique existence with this life to discover that for yourself. But you have to act and you have to walk. I love that, brother. Great, great descriptions from both of you. I appreciate that. I allow my or I encourage my one-on-one clients to send in questions. I share a bit about the guests I'm interviewing and one of my clients shared a question. I think that you've answered it pretty well within that. Mm-hmm. But if it's okay with you guys, I'm going to drop the question here and just see if you would have anything to add because I think that this might open up for a really interesting conversation as well. So sure. this particular client obviously believes in God and she says that I know Jesus says he is the truth, but what is the truth? You've kind of addressed that. I am finding it harder and harder to decipher the the older I get. It seems like I can't believe my own eyes anymore. Where do you find the real truth in a world where the internet can prove anything is true or it seems the internet can prove anything is true? Well, I want to comment on that real briefly is this is where reason and discernment comes in, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and that's up to each individual on how they cultivate that or what they do and how they take in information and go, well, this resonates, this makes sense, as opposed to, oh, that one person that I follow, I just take everything that they post as the truth. You know, it is a process. It takes effort, takes work. Um, It's not for the faint hearted. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough with the internet because there is misinformation out there and disinformation. And so how do you know what's, what's true? What's not true. Mm -hmm. Uh, My main, the main thing I look at though, is like, if, if the consensus is pushing something, I tend to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, the establishment, the established politicians, the mainstream media, et cetera. Is, is 
propping something up, that right there is the first uh, sign where I go, okay, let me, let me see what else is going on. Yeah. But you also have to be mindful too, that because you can flip all the way to the other side and then get really hardcore and then think every single thing is a conspiracy and every single person is, is like evil and every politician and every athlete is part of the Illuminati and every, 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 and it's just like, all right, take it easy. Yeah. Yeah. So again, discernment. Discernment. How do you develop discernment? You develop discernment by experience. And to me, the truth is first and foremost experiential. What 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 is experientially true for you? That you mean you you you've made choices, you've made decisions, and you've gotten feedback from your environment, and you've used reason to assess that feedback and just and decide whether that is serving or whether it's not serving. You know, but this is part of developing awareness and and, and developing consciousness as as well. But also, like reason is unique to the individual because we all have different ways of taking in information and we've all taken in different information. So the way my reason develops is going to be different to the way your reason develops, but you have to be willing to learn your lessons, Mm -hmm. right? You have to be willing to look at your reality and realize where things aren't working, really realize where something didn't feel good, something didn't feel right. Notice when your little, the little white lies that come out of your mouth where, 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 where you're lying to yourself. Um, so it's very much a process of being able to being first and foremost willing to make choices, willing to be self-responsible, willing to bear the fruits or the consequences of the choices you make. And as you get that feedback, your reason, if you if you apply it correctly, becomes enhanced and your discernment becomes enhanced, as opposed to you know, I mean you moving down a notch and being like, oh, I'm never making a decision again. I made a mistake. I screwed up. I believe something that wasn't true. Um, you know what I mean? I ended up in this deep dark rabbit hole. So. Reason is very much so intrinsically connected to self-trust as well. But the more you act, um, the more you make choices, and the more you make adjustments based on your feedback, the more you want to trust yourself as well through that process. Um, and again, you know, like it's interesting, man. You mean she she mentioned that you mean Jesus says I am the truth and He's the truth, but. For example, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. I was raised very fundamentally Christian, very dogmatic. A lot of belief systems and programs were placed upon me from my entrance um, into into Earth and into this realm, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. so but being will being willing to question your your are my values truly mine? It is what I believe truly because I have discerned that for myself. Or is there value systems and belief systems which have been placed upon me, which I've never really questioned, and I've just assumed as 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 the truth. And now all of a sudden, I'm living my life based on the value system of someone else. I'm living my life based on the belief system of someone else. Do I have the fluidity and the flexibility of mind to question myself and question my own values and actually discern what is truly mine? What have I discerned for myself as experientially and objectively true and objectively self-serving and what is not? And this is this is how we begin to turn the 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 light of consciousness brighter. It's choosing to be awake to the facts, choosing to be closer to, to reality. Incredible. Like I resonate with that so much. And I, I was I was raised in a very staunch Catholic family all my mm-hmm. life. And so I, I I get where you're coming from there as well. Um, and I was told that there's one truth and that's yep. it. And you don't argue with that one truth. And if you do, you're evil. 
And so, but I couldn't help it. Like as a kid, I it, things just did not make sense to me. And I felt like I was living a lie. Yeah. And I felt like I was evil because I had these questions and I couldn't help it. I just, had, I was very curious as well. I just wanted to understand things. Yeah. And I saw these people who were living this truth or preaching this truth and they certainly, their lives reflected outside the church, reflected something very, very different. Yeah. So I had, and I had these conflicts and I had to make sense of it. Um, and I really believe now that one of the most spiritual things we want to talk about spirituality, one of the most spiritual things we can do is, is live our truth. In fact, I would say it is the most spiritual thing we can do because if we've been designed by a creator a particular way to grow in a particular environment, aka thrive when we live certain values, then that's what we should do. That's what we should aspire for or we get yeah. to aspire um, yeah. for. Um, and I really believe that. And, and choosing our unique purpose. And you're so right. It's got to be true to you, though. How do you know, though? I guess that's the, that's the question. I'm, I'm asking questions yep. that I know people would then have. How do you know? Like, is, is there a feeling inside your body? Like, what is it? I, I think it's a combination of things. And again, it's up to each person. I can only speak for myself. Yeah. One, your life um, is going to provide feedback for you. Mm-hmm. You know, your body is going to provide feedback for you. You know, how you feel your emotional center, like, is there a lightness? Is there a freedom? Is there a joy? Is there an excitement? It doesn't mean you feel it all the time because part of being human and part of being truthful is being able to hold space for all the different emotions, but you're going to, you're going to, you'll know, like, yeah. like for me, I just knew something fell off. I need to make a different choice. I need to make a different choice. I need to make a different choice. I mean, self-knowledge is the foundation of all knowledge. If you're lying to yourself, speaking of truth, if you lie to yourself on a regular basis, you're not going to be able to see the lies that are out there in the external world. Yeah. You know, you won't. And so it's, it starts at home. Again, why Joel and I were, were such advocates of the individual and we're both divination practitioners. Like he was saying, I'm a human design reader and so like there's this a unique fingerprint each human being has and can, so can you accept yourself can you love yourself can you honor yourself your unique individuality the best way you can because that's where it all starts so yeah. i think again back to what i initially said there's a feedback that you're going to get from your environment from your relationships from the work you're doing to know whether or not things are in alignment or not yeah, and yeah. The, also the, the the issue is most people are born in a contradictory state because they're told that they're a born sinner and they're told that they're in hel- they're in, they're inherently guilty. So from the outset, they're in, they're at a, they're at a contradictory state with their passions, with their desires, with their authenticity. Yeah. Um, you know, so this is it's it's incredibly vile in my opinion. Actually, this 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 programming that's placed upon us, but it's coming back to the place of you know. Can I accept my desires? Can I accept my wants? Can I accept my needs? And only from the place of being willing to accept them can we begin to to know ourselves, know who we are, because none of that is by accident. Your passions are my passions. Your desires aren't my desires. Yours are uniquely yours. You know, so just the beginning that inquiry, begin begin that process of self-inquiry and realize that you are a unique being unlike anyone that's ever existed. You have a unique purpose, a unique destiny, unique potential, and begin to inquire as to what that is for you to live the best of your life. Yes, man. Yeah. I, I resonate with this so much. I, I absolutely do. And, yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad we're here having this conversation. We get to pump this out to the world and, and reach a few more people with this message. So talk to me about, Eurosimus, talk to me about the, the human design side of things. I, I'm going to find out more and then, Joel, I'm curious about the astrology side as well. Like these are, 
I'm aware of the human design. I've, I've gone and taken a test and I'm aware that I've got a particular one. I can't remember what it was exactly. You could probably tell. Can you tell like just from me talking? Is it? Is it I mean, maybe, but I'm not going to. That's okay. Guess right now. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not like, again, I'm not the most expert in the world. That's all right. That's all right. I've, I've, known, I've known human. I've been studying human design for several years. Yeah. I use it in, in, in the work that I do. Um, it's a powerful tool to go back to what I said before, to really understand yourself and accept yourself. And it's based on four ancient sciences and two modern sciences. I won't get into that, but it, it utilizes like astrology, time of birth, place of birth, date of birth. And based on your specific design, like there are different elements to chart. There's like your type, there's one of five types. And your type is like how you interact with your energy and, and you interact with your environment. And each type has its own strategy. There's specific strategies for living. Your mm -hmm. profile is one of 12 profiles. You can say your profile is more like your personality. And one of the things that I think is the most important in human design is something called inner authority. Inner authority is known as your decision-making process. It's different, different individuals or different, let's say, um, charts have different ways of making decisions. But at the end of the day, it's we'll come back to the fact that it's still like reason, using reason to make your decisions is the most important. But what is reason? Your reason is using all your faculties, your thing, the things that you're taking through your five senses, your emotions, your intuition, and coming to some conceptual understanding of how to move forward. And so that's what I that's what um, I appreciate about human design. There's so much information and knowledge in there that an individual can take in order to make the right decisions. But it, it can be very, very complex of a system. And if you understand just a few basic elements, like your type, your strategy, your authority, and really start practicing and experimenting, because that's what human design is. And I wanted to bring this up before is about life. Like it's one big experiment. So true. You know? And so what experiments are you doing? Like, are you learning through trial and error? Are you seeing what works, what doesn't work? Are you adjusting um, course in life? And that's all we're talking about right now. This is what Joel and I have done and what you've done is like, we come into this world, we're raised by the parents that we have and either our parents and our, our society and culture, whatever our teachers, they're conditioning us or are honoring like our unique fingerprint or they're pushing us further away from it. And then we have to come back home. I guess you can say, as we get older, when we leave home, we turn 18, we start going on these journeys of healing and reclaiming who we're meant to be. So again, it's about reclaiming yourself, reclaiming who you are. And human design is one tool to support you in that process to go, Hey, just because that person you follow on Instagram or that celebrity you like, that you're like, oh, I wish I can be that. I wish I could do that. And it's like, no, focus on who you are. Focus on what, how you're meant to be and start living in accordance to that and in alignment with that. And human design shines a light on these specific elements. And it's something that's transformed my life and has tuned out a lot of the noise. Because I'm like, you know what? This is how I am. This is the right. best way for me to make decisions. This is how, uh, this is what role emotions play in my life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I think it's a, a really cool thing. And more and more people are becoming aware of human design. And uh, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I absolutely agree with that. And 
just just on that point, I, I really I remember I experienced a profound shift in my life when I realized that I am here. Like both of you have said, I'm here. I'm unique. I'm here for a reason at this point in time for a reason, and there is something on my heart that wants that that I get to express. And if I if I don't tap into that, I'm going to be searching on the outside for a very long time. And I suffered with many addictions when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I would try and fill this void that I had because I wasn't living my truth. I wasn't connected to that. And the, the big shift happened when I realized that I am here to add something. I'm here to add something on top of what's been done. And up until that point, I've been trying to find truth just in what it, what it existed before me. Mm-hmm. And I really limited myself, I realized. Like I was, I was searching for the truth in what was done up until now. And then I felt very liberated when I was like, oh, well, who am I? Like what, I'm, I'm here to add something. Yeah. Even above what's been done, I'm here to set the bar a little higher, as opposed to let what's been done in the past dictate how I am. Yeah, that's that. It's it's that feeling of worthiness to add something. A feeling of worthiness that I do have something to contribute. You yeah. know, that's 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 really what 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 the catalyst is, I believe. And you, your book, I, I should know the title now. It's like fifty five. Like I'll let you say it, I'll butcher it. Otherwise, <laughs> our ebook is fifty-five signs of low self-esteem for truth seekers. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And does that tie into what we were just speaking about as well? Like how to, like you amplify your self-worth through. Well, I think when you when you yeah. really know yourself and accept yourself, that's like a springboard to growing your self-esteem. Yeah. As opposed to just focusing on the external world, and I need to be like that person. I need to be like that. That person told me to be this way. It's it's you. You're just more grounded in who you are and solid in who you are. Yeah, yeah. Self self esteem. I mean, according to the basic definition by the psychologist Nathaniel Brandon, is having the competence to deal feel the feeling of competence to deal with the basic challenges of life. You know. Um, and this is this is how we increase self esteem. This is how we increase self worth, and it's based that yes, essentially in 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 knowing ourselves and in recognizing that we are capable and we have the faculties to deal with life correctly according to who we are. We feel worthy of being within life. We feel correctly oriented within life. We don't feel the need to seek and search and look for answers and copy and mimic. We realize that we have that competence within ourselves. And it really comes down to the fact that today in 2022, we have more choices and more options than have ever existed before us, right? So true. So the need for self-esteem has never been greater because the need to make clear and effective decisions has never been greater. We don't have two or three or four options. We have such an abundant abundance of choices, which can really overwhelm a person. And so a lot of people's self-esteem is very much something that you mean teenagers are suffering or whatnot, but really it is like to both of us, it is the most important and probably the most ignored psychological issue of our time because it is literally what is deciding whether decisions you make are good or bad, you know, because it all comes back down to your self-worth and how competent you feel to make a clear and effective decision. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And um, where can people get hold of your book just since we're on the subject of it? Yeah, sure, man. Growyourselfesteem.com and that'll that'll redirect you to a page to download our book. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm sure many people get huge value from that. Uh, so, Joel, 
talk to me about the astrology side of things because I'm, I'm fa- I love hearing about the human design and I'm, I'm really curious to explore more about that into the future. Um, the astrology side of things, like that's something that's come to my attention well, it's the last two years. It really, it's been highlighted for me. I've heard, I've had a number of conversations and, and just my experience, I don't know how it's happened. It's just all these people all of a sudden who are doing astrology and who understand, yeah. you know, this, this other, uh, you know, aspect of, of life that we get to tap into. Um, yeah, man. Like, talk to me about that. Like, how do you, how do you, like, there's planets up there, there's stars up there. Like, how do we draw information from it? I'm just fascinated. Yeah. Well, straight up, the astrology that I practice is probably quite, quite different to the majority of Western and conventional traditional, traditional astrology that's out there. Um, so, my teacher and mentor is a gentleman named Michael Tosarian, who is the host of the podcast that Erasmus was on where we first met. And to me, wow. He's one of the greatest minds, one of the greatest researchers still living today on any of these topics of esotericism, occultism, psychology, whatever it might be. So I'm a member of his mystery school. And basically the astrology that I practice and that I resonated with and really helped me along my journey is, I guess you can call it, it's called terascopic astrology, but basically it's esoteric astrology. So we're dealing with the inner world. Um, It's very much so the inner zodiac as opposed to the outer zodiac. So if there's any conventional astrologers that are listening to this, don't hate me, but I don't particularly believe that the the movement of the planets and the rocks in space really affect our destiny as much as you might. To me, these are it's archetypal, right? That's what the zodiac is. It's archetypal, and basically the zodiac the zodiacal wheel is within us, and it's uniquely oriented within each of us, depending on our birth information, which we can draw information from. So these these twelve constellations or basically are 12 aspects of our psyche which we all have but basically all appear in different areas of our life for each of us so it's just really man just another way for you to understand and draw information about yourself and you don't have to believe it on face value but if you get a reading done and you can get confirmations very often what happens is that you reawaken within you what you've always known yourself to be what you've always known true about yourself so it's almost just like confirmations of who you already are and what you already know. But now all of a sudden through these confirmations, you have the confidence to actually live that and be that because you realize, hey, I was born this way. I was born uniquely, right? I don't need to go looking for who who, who am I, you know I mean, and all, 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 all the rest of it because there's ways to get information regarding that. Um, so that's the power of astrology that I've found in, in my life um, personally. Got it. Got it. That's that's very fascinating. It's it's a little bit like because because I'm a hypnotherapist as well. When you use that terminology for people, there's all these different things that come up, perceptions and ideas that come up. Yeah. Um, and some people think it's like mind control and all these other labels that people have heard over the years. It, it's like astrology for me growing up. Again, growing up in a very Catholic family, it was, it was yep. considered, you know. Most woo-woo, evil, whatever. Yeah, more or less witchcraft kind of witchcraft, stuff. Witchcraft, yeah. Satanic. It. Yeah, precisely. That's the word, the satanic. And the work of the devil. Work of the devil. And it's it was like they'll predict your future, you'll be able to see when you die and all this. So, but, but really what you're saying is you look at. It's the most grounding information. It is the most grounding it's knowledge. It's not yeah, the, the other right. way around, you yeah, know. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's actually, and it's actually freeing because yeah. it, it's it's connecting people with something tangible as opposed to 
just chasing nothing in life. Like you get to you yeah. get to the foundation to stand on and then build from, um, which is incredible. Yeah, it 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 it, yeah. it is, man. Because so often we can just feel like a floating nothing in an ocean in the in in in, in, in an abyss. You know, we don't know who we are. Our feet aren't on the ground. We're just we're not oriented whatsoever. But through this information, it grounds you, it senses you. You begin to form an, a, a real sense of who you are as an individual, mm-hmm. right? And in, 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 in doing that, you get a clearer vision. You know where you want to go. You know what, what you want to achieve. And also, you get a better understanding of how I want to go about that based on my temperament, you know? So, just this information that really, really grounds you and helps you to get a real sense of who you are and what you're doing here. And mm-hmm. to me, there's, that's the most profound information that one can receive. Absolutely. I agree. It's I agree. it's really it's really reaffirming. Like hmm. I've been interested in a lot of these different more esoteric sciences, astrology, human design, and some other things as well. And they've they've come into my path or they've crossed my path at certain moments in time that have that have allowed me to have those aha moments. And I think those aha moments are huge, you know, for the individual and they're so empowering. And I wouldn't say they were always like, oh, my God, I didn't know this about me. But they would affirm this like, oh, man, that's that totally makes sense. Or even that one ch- that thing that I'm that I have challenges or issues with, it helps shine a light on it. So, again, you can come to this place and have more compassion for yourself and more love for yourself and accept yourself, which is just I mean, it's so important. So important on the on the on the development, de- developmental path and the growth path is to really accept yourself and honor yourself. I, I totally agree. That's yeah. So, uh, I love what you guys and, and real quickly. And it's just, it's, it's, it's information. It's information. Like you don't have to like, again, you don't want to treat it as dogmas. Like this is the only thing. And it's the only thing that's true. And everything else yeah. is wrong. Yeah. Discernment, taking things in what works. How does it support you to be the best version of yourself? Mm. Huge. Thank you so much for sharing. I love that. Uh, what do you feel, and I'm curious to get both of your answers on this because you've coached you know, many thousands of people around the world now. What do you feel is the biggest thing that holds people back from living their truth? Social pressures. Right. Family pressures, you know, uh, groupthink. Yeah. Uh, wanting to stay in the herd, you know. It's yeah. like that whole uh, crabs of the bucket theory. I mean, to some yep. degree where you have crap, if you're trying to get out, everyone's like trying to pull you back. And for a lot of people, they just, they let go of the top of the bucket. They go, it's a lot easier to, to go along with the current than to fight the current. Yeah. So for me, so yeah, sorry. No, no, please go on. For me, it can be summed up in one word, what it is. And yep. that word is altruism, right? Somehow we've been sold this idea that altruism is a virtue and people are living within this this paradigm where they think by sacrificing who they are that they're going to be the best of who they are. So we live in this world where we think that everything that we do for someone else is good and everything that I do for myself is bad and evil and selfish. And if I do something for myself, then I'm going to carry guilt. I'm going to carry shame about it. And this comes back to the born sinner, the whole original sin theory that everyone just come in as inherently evil. Everything divine and valuable lives external to you only, and you have no chance of being a a profound and worthy human being. Mm -hmm. Because it really, it's a value system that you can never live up to. So you feel unworthiness in the fact that you can never meet it, and in the fact that in, in, in performing it, you never feel good about yourself either. Yeah. So to me, when I say exalting the best of the human spirit, 
that's 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 self-love not self-sacrifice that's you serving yourself and if you look around you and if you look at history the only people that have ever that have ever actually profoundly benefited and been in true service are those people who have filled their cups first who have served themselves first right but what you have around you is everyone that lives in this weird paradigm where they're trying to give to one another from from empty cups from empty vessels from a place of depravity then they do so then they expect and when you expect from another person, you destroy freedom from both of you. So we're living in this realm of muck, of obligation, of resentment, right? And this is really what our course addresses is deprogramming from this ideology. Because as long as you're living in this paradigm, you're never going to live and live up to your potential because you're, you're constantly working against yourself. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wow, I resonate with that so much. And I, I agree that whole idea of original sin, it's, it's to- I would use the word toxic. I, I used yep. the appropriate word before as well. It's, yep. And if you look at that, it's to keep you in that whole system. So you live in that guilt and shame. So you keep buying into that system. That's what I believe at least. Of course, man. And it's, it's, it's weird. Like you now, now all of a sudden you have truth seekers, quote unquote, truth seekers who are, you mean, uh, taking in all these new truths about reality, about systems, about governments. But all of a sudden, then they, they can't wait. They can't question these programs, you know. Well, and you think the highest selling book of all time just is is that way by accident, yeah. you know? You're not going to question that as well. Um, True. So yeah, that's yeah, that's my two cents on that anyway. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I resonate with that a lot, and uh, I've seen many people get consumed by that whole belief that there's something wrong with them, that they're evil, that they're unclean. Like it yep. goes on, like. Yeah. I, I support clients for that every single day in my work. Like it's coming up against those beliefs that are just, they rob people of fully living. And that's, we're not yep. like, you're as free as, a, you know, any part of nature. You know, yeah. there's not something put on you just because you're human. I think that's just a crazy. Yeah. Like, it's super heavy and it's super dense. And, you know, I mean, many people have come and gone just carrying this density um and to me it's 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 really quite sad but i feel very grateful to be able to play a part in in helping that process for anyone that's willing to go there it's it's huge it's huge i was actually listening to a doctor oh well she was an ex-gp and she's um trained in in rapid transformation therapy it's the same modalities i'm trained in and she was saying that she 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 actually broke it down so well she said that obviously we've got the the need to fit in as children and then we've got the need to be authentic but we always sacrifice that need to be authentic for the need to fit in which is the mm-hmm. crab in the buckets analogy you were talking about your awesome box. we sacrifice that need to be authentic just to get love and acceptance as kids which is completely appropriate for kids and there was for all mm-hmm. of us yes we had an experience with our parents and other grown-ups whatever that was and it happened that way but and and we get to an age where we get to, like you said, discern, all right, do we want to keep living that programming that we picked up from those people or do we want to start living our own truth yeah. and living in a way that's that's aligned for us? So that's uh, very, very powerful. I appreciate what you guys are sharing. And I love just knowing that both of you are out there just sharing these messages. It's it's incredible because as I, as I often say, you know, the people of today are shaping the future of, uh, tomorrow like the future generations i've got th- three kids joel you've got two yep. ross and moss i've seen with a cute puppy you've got a puppy you got a puppy that's cool <laughs> i do not know no. <laughs> no worries it's perfect you know 
future of puppies. Perhaps one day. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. That's all right, man. I'm, work- I'm working on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. I like that. Uh, so, so what's been the most – now, are you guys okay for time? We're going to go a little bit over an hour. Are you guys good? Cool, man. Yeah. Oh, we got plenty of time. I mean, we do 90-minute episodes, so we're good. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I, I think it's it's very easy to flow in the conversation with you guys. I'm really enjoying this. So uh, I know my listeners are going to get massive value. So what's been, and I'll, I'll, you're awesome, so I'll start with you. What's been the most, this is, you know, a, a broad question, but I, I'm curious if you can dial it in to see what, what comes up if you do dial it in. What's been the most transformational belief that you've developed in your life? You know, you've come from doing what you were doing in the past and then is, is there one belief or perception that you've shifted that's allowed you to start living your truth more? You know, I have this core belief. I don't know where it came from, but it's, it's just this idea that I expect, I expect my life to be awesome. Wow. Like I, I, I expect that like things are working out for me. Have like, you always had that? Like that good things will happen. Yeah. Well, good things will happen. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, you know, you know, a lot of people that expect the worst and, and like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Is that the, is that the saying? Yeah. Like I've always just had this thing like, well, no, I'm, I mean, I deserve an awesome life. So you've had that for forever. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't forever. Like, I don't know if how introspective I was as a four-year-old in that sense, you know, <laughs> where I was like, hmm, what is the yeah. most transformational belief of my <laughs> life? Of course. You know, but as <laughs> but yeah. but as I was, you know, getting older and become going on this path, like I just felt like, well, you know, the, this decision is the right decision for me, and it's going to bring me closer to what I what, like, who I'm supposed to be. And then this decision will, oh, this doesn't feel right. I'm going to do that. Like I've always had like a a light, a lightness, and a go with the flow, like trust of of existence. Yeah, I, okay. and so. Yeah, so that's kind of that's the first thing that came to my mind when you asked that question is just is that it doesn't mean my life has always been awesome. I mean, I've had plenty of dark nights of the soul, but it's just even even within the dark nights of the soul, I'm like, as I'm like, having thoughts that like, you don't even want to come in like, oh, I don't even want to live right now. But I'm like, but this is what I need. This is so good for me. This is like, this is. This is the medicine I need and it sucks and I wish it could end right now, but it's the best medicine for me, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's an awesome perspective to have. I love that. What about you, Joel? You and I share that lightness, bro. It's, 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 it's weird. I've always been that way too. You know, it's like, I've never been afraid of, of what's going to happen. It's just like this expectation that I know things are going to work out and they usually always have. Um, things always just seem to work out for the best, but to answer your question, um, honestly, man, it's very tied into what we tapped into before regarding altruism. But the flip side of it, um, to to quote Ayn Rand, is the virtue of selfishness. And this is to realize that selfishness is not a dirty word. I'm not inherently evil for wanting to do things that I want to do. I'm not inherently evil for wanting to create value for myself so I can live a better life. Um, and that... Essentially, that is the most primal form of self-love is to love myself, understand who I am as an individual and want to do and make the best actions that are conducive to my benefit, not to anyone else's benefit. Because 
particularly growing up in the Jehovah's Witness paradigm, obviously that whole guilt and shame thing w- 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 was there for a long time as well. But once you break out of that, um, what, what's, what's on the other side is incredibly freeing and on, on, on the other side of those programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that would be it for me, man. Got it, got it. So you believe people should be focused? I, I'm in my mind. I think it's important to focus on impact. Like I, yep. I'm very focused on impact, and uh, like I was saying before, raising the bar in my own way that feels very expansive and freeing to me. Do you, yeah. do you resonate with that word impact? Oh, absolutely. I'm all about making an impact, man. Yeah. But you mean the, the 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 best impact that I can make is in. Uh, giving the gifts that I was born to give. You know what I mean? It's not in giving the gifts that someone else expects me to give. Yes. It's not It's not in sacrificing myself for someone, someone else's ideas of what kind of impact I should make. The most profound impact that I'm going to make is what I was born here to do, and that's what I plan on doing. Yeah, I love that. Incredible. I just wanted to make the distinction for people because people are like, hey, so I don't think about other people and it's focused on, I just want to chill in my pajamas, you know? You know, so. For sure, man, but you're going to affect you're going to affect people in a far more profound way by ultimately focusing on, on, on yourself. That's what I feel. By uplifting yourself, by filling your own cup, you mean by making yourself happy, obviously only in that, in that state can someone have a greater impact than if you mean you're sacrificing yourself, you're emptying your cup, you're living in depravity, just thinking, oh, but I've just got to give the last bit of what I have to someone else, yeah. you know? That's that, that's that's the distinction that I would make. Got it. I like that. I like that. And a lot of parents struggle with that because often they're in the pattern of of just giving to the world, and then they have these kids, and then they're they're they're, they're like, okay, well, I'm going to be stuck in this pattern forever because now I've got kids. Yeah. I got to just keep giving, giving, giving. How to how would you recommend for parents who are in that pattern to break free of 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 that pattern? Like you mean in terms of. Um, shifting from sorry can you make that a bit clearer yeah, yeah sure sure so so a lot of parents and i'm thinking of some specific examples here they yeah they've been focusing on the world a lot like uh-huh. the outside world pleasing everyone else oh yeah and then they have kids which is a blessing and it can be a double-edged sword because now they could potentially like they've got they've got a big excuse to stop think or to, to definitely not think of themselves because they keep putting the kids first so yes. for people who are, you know, they, they might be new parents, they might have been parents for a while and they've been focusing on the world and now they're focusing on their kids so much that they're neglecting themselves. How do they break yeah. free of that if they're working full time, they've got kids? What, what do you recommend? Well, I mean, do you want your kids to grow up to be, to be people pleasers? You know, at the end of the day, they, they, they're going to live by your example, you know, and the example that I try to set for my kids is that we are all free individuals at, at, at the end of the day. And it's in my self-interest. I do things based on my self-interest. I don't serve someone else because they expect me to serve them. I serve them because it's in my rational self-interest because I genuinely want to. And that's the same with my kids. I genuinely want to do the things that I want to do for my kids. That's in my self-interest. It serves me. So whenever I find myself doing, doing something out of obligation, I check myself because at the same time, I don't want my kids growing up doing things out of obligation, doing things out of resentment and all of all of a sudden having this sacrificial relationship with the world and with their future kids where they grow up resented and dreams unfulfilled and, you know I mean, desires left by the wayside. True. So for me, the mindset shift is, does this, is this in my rational self-interest? Does this serve me, you know? And I make my choices that way. Um, so it's, I don't know if that answers the question or not. It does. 
yeah, but that's, that's where I come so, from. Yes, I, I love that. I love that. So, and, and I guess making it tangible, you just encourage people to start giving them a block of time, like themselves a block of time each day, maybe an hour where they just give to themselves, they reconnect with who they are. 100%. No one can give from an empty cup. And if you continue yeah. to give from an empty cup, you're going to give, you're going to do more damage to the person that you think you're helping than anything else. It's so you know? true. And you're just going to create this bondage and this entanglement and this relationship of obligation and expectation, which ultimately is going to be um, quite arduous to break when when it when it has to. A thousand percent. Awesome. Yeah, I resonate with that a lot. Um, and I, I was a I was a chronic uh, people pleaser or whatever you want to call it for so many years. I was I was always that guy cooking. You know, you resonate. Yeah, like I, I was. Oh yeah, there. me too. Yeah, cooking, cooking. I've got five brothers and five sisters in my family. And I was always like cooking on Christmas, like doing everything, renovating the house for mum and dad. I I gave that many blood and plasma donations in my life. I was the medic, caring, caring, caring. Yeah. Um, You have nine siblings? I've got got five brothers. I've got 10 siblings. Can you guys see me? It's just frozen a little bit there. Yeah, I can see it. There's there's a bit of a delay thing, but we're back now, I think. Okay, good, good. So, yeah, that and was. Uh, I, I get it. I get it big time. And you're awesome, most. I know. I see that you resonate with that. Yeah, I mean, I grew up. I grew up with a Greek mom, you know. And like I say this often, there's there's a saying in Greek, you know, "Tita pio cosmos," which means "What will people think?" And uh-huh. so it's like always monitoring what will people think and what do they need? And, oh, well, you know, if I'm really nice to people, I take care of people and I'm attentive to people. And I grew up in the restaurant business, like, oh, people will like me. Now, there are qualities. It's not like, oh, go from a people pleaser to 100% the opposite. Like, they're, like yes, like you want to have some balance. Like, oh, the skills that I've learned uh, being a people pleaser you know, I use them in the appropriate situation. Like, how do I, how am I attentive and pay attention and, and notice what a person needs? It helps me as a coach, True. you know, yeah. it helps me as a teacher. So it's just like, you have to be able to have the balance and utilize the gifts of these different parts of us and mm. not just uh, live out the limitations, which is if you're a hundred percent, the people pleaser, what's on the other side, you know, you're not going to think about yourself. You're going to be exhausted and you're going to have resentment most often uh, unconscious. Yeah, I, I love that. And it's key what you said there as well, where you don't, even if you have been a people pleaser in all your life and then you choose to start giving to yourself more and focusing on your own truth, there's still benefits to being a, you know, so you, you've learned you've learned certain things that allow you to become a well-rounded human. You don't have to completely dismiss it and try and get rid of that part of yourself. Yeah. You get to say, hey, this. Well, you can't, and you can't, you can't get rid of these it's people true. think we get rid of these parts. You can't. They're there. It's all about being the executor of like kind of if you think of all these different parts of you as like different instruments in an orchestra, you are the conductor. Yeah, true. Okay. And you depending on what the situation calls for, you can pull on these different aspects of yourself. And this is what an expanded consciousness is. It's really reclaiming these lost parts of yourself that have been repressed through the childhood the conditioning process, or even developing parts of yourself that need to be developed, you know, whether it's working with a coach, whether it's taking a training, whether it's reading a book and going, aha, wow, that's a way to be, Hmm, I'm going to try this on and see how it works. And so we want to embrace all of who we are. You know, we don't want these things left in the shadows. We don't want them. We don't want to like repress all. We want to be able to know it. doesn't mean you have to be it and express it at all times, but you know, it's there. 
oh, okay, I, I people pleaser, I know you're there. I know you want to just like ignore your needs and just be nice to everyone, but like not right now. I got to focus on what I want. Otherwise, you right end up me. in an antagonistic relationship with yourself, which is exactly where you started, you know? True. Yeah. Such good points, guys. I really appreciate this conversation. So, um, Bjorn, I'm going to ask you because you mentioned that you had a, a mentor who was a Navy or ex Navy SEAL. Um, I want to ask both of you the question, Joel, you've already hinted also at an amazing mentor, but who has been, you know, really your greatest mentor in life? And I, I get for many people, it's lots of people. Who's been your greatest mentor and what did they teach you? Like what was it? What was a really standout lesson they taught you? If you could just pin one, like one really. This is a tough yeah. question. Yeah. Or what did you learn from being around that mentor? Like so, so for the Navy SEAL, what did you learn about? Well, it's interesting. You know, we no longer have a relationship. We had a huge falling out. So right. I'm grateful for the I'm grateful for the 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 period um, that he was in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say what I learned. Well, I learned amazing techniques, okay, and modalities. That's what I learned. Mm-hmm. But I also what I learned is what not to do. You know, and so a lot of times with some mentors, the, we can take the positives, but also there are those people in our lives that maybe behave in ways that aren't filled with integrity. And we take the biggest lessons by observing what they do. And we do the opposite. True. And yeah. so um, th- that's happened on multiple times. Uh, but Joel, jump on in there. Cause there's probably a few things that are in my head, but if you want to yeah, pop in. So like the single person that has been the catalyst for the most profound change in my life is my wife. There's no question about that. Um, that's the person that won't let me get away with anything. That's the person that's constantly pushing me to be more authentic and to, you mean, not bullshit and to, you know what I mean, live, speak and breathe who, who I truly am. Yeah, that's um, cool. Whether I classify her as a mentor, I don't know, but the catalyst for change, yeah. it's it's her and she's she's on a pedestal by herself. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Wow. Um, secondly, Michael Tessarian, definitely who I've already mentioned. Um, Erasmus and I both share Michael. Um, on, on on that list in common. Um, I mean, just the, the depth of information that this guy has made tangible in terms of, you know, I mean, how best to live life, how to how to live and speak your truth, how to be more authentic, you know what I mean? Um, how to discern from the bullshit, really. Um, Michael's number one on for, for me in that realm. And also he's um, my teacher in terms of the mystery school and tarot and astrology and numerology and whatnot. Um, the other person that I put on the list who isn't actually like a mentor, I don't know them physically. They, they lived and died before I was born, but, um, Ayn Rand has been super impactful for me, her, her work, her books. I mean, if anyone wants to, wants to really dive into what it means to, to be an exalted human being and to be the best of yourself, just the, the incredible fictional work of Atlas Shrugged. Is mm. the one book that's heard about that book so much. I've heard about it so much. Yeah, just read Atlas Shrugged, people. Just stop fucking around and read it. Yeah, got it, got it. Is it? It's, it's a huge <laughs> book, is it not? <laughs> it's a yeah, it's eleven yeah, it's eleven hundred pa- it's eleven hundred pages, and it's the writing letters are tiny, but it's 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 what's going to change your life. If you want my answer, there it is. Wow. Yeah, amazing. Well, that book's come up for a, at least it's crossed my path for a reason again. So I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. I'll put it on my list of books, um, right at the top. 
priority. Nice. Thanks, Joel. I appreciate that. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, okay, this is this is really fascinating. So, so many questions I want to ask you, Legends. I, I do have another appointment I need to get to, unfortunately. So, um, cancel it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I'm tempted, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm very tempted. Like, do I cancel it? <laughs> <laughs> I need to eat dinner, though. It's in, it's uh, seven. It's almost seven thirty here in Los Angeles. So. I was thinking but, that, but, was... but I'm in no rush. I'm enjoying this. Keep asking the questions. I love answering questions. That that works best for me. Ask questions, yeah. and then I do my. Because from a human design perspective, we're both generators. So our our inclination is to respond. We're both responders in essence as well. So right. just to tie that in, I'll just keep. Mm-hmm. Throwing questions your way, then this is good. This is good. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's like? I, I ask my guests most often this question. So, if I could, if I, you know, this pen was a magic wand, I could wave it. What's the vision that you want to bring to life? Like, if you know, ten years time, or maybe at the end of your life, what's the, what's the impact that you would love to have? Like, if, if everything worked out the way you want, what's the ultimate impact both of you would love to have? You know, this is such an interesting question. I feel like mm. people ask it, like, where do you see yourself in five years, 10 years, 20 years on your deathbed? I think, and maybe it's at fault. I'm such a go with the flow, moment to moment person, you know? But that being said, I I just want, I want to live a life connected to nature, you know, surrounded by loved ones and the people that share values with me. And I want to have an impact on people in the sense that they understand that education is their birthright, mm-hmm. you know, and that knowledge, like the great Thomas Sowell's soul said is like the, the scarcest of resources, you know, and some in, in, a, in a certain way. And so like to understand that they can learn and keep learning and challenging their belief systems and, and questioning the status quo and, and, and first within themselves, but then in the external world, like I just love truth. I love knowledge. And, and I, I want to be able to leave that legacy that, um, you know, the, the desire for knowledge uh, is, is really important. And, um, and the yeah. desire for truth is, is a worthy path in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's all I have right now. I'm sure there's other things too, but I, I just, I want to feel joyful and happy and content and healthy and vital and, and yeah. feel like, when it's my time to go, I'm just like, cool, let's do it. Yep. You know, as opposed to living with regrets. Yeah. Incredible. Thank you so much for sharing, brother. I appreciate that. What about you, John? So my ultimate vision, um, ultimately, just there's something within me that feels like um, whatever I say, I know what I'm capable of and what's possible is so much more than what I could dream. And I truly feel that about myself and I truly feel that about everything that I do. Um, So for me, man, it's just exerting the best of myself to create the best of what I want according to the truth and to set that example for anyone that comes into contact with me, particularly my children, you know. Um, It's to empower myself in every single area of my life so I don't feel obligated in, in any area of my life. And if and I make the decisions that are best suited to me, ultimately, everything that I'm doing is so I can do the things that I want to do. 
even what I'm doing now with creating the podcast, the group coaching program, becoming an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, becoming, you know I mean, financially self-reliant, really it's part of it. The primary motivation is that so I can create music on my terms again, you know, so I can create from a selfish sense because awesome. I'm a creator, because I like to create. Um, so if I can provide those things to myself, you mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm here to do because there's something within me that wants to express that. And no one else is going to give that to me. So I'm going to give those things to myself to give myself the capacity to produce and create the best in myself. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's, I, I resonate with that so much. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal stuff, guys. To both of you, this is a Thoughts on Purpose podcast and I have my beliefs about purpose. Do both of you believe that every human being on the planet has a purpose? Oh, yes. 100% without a doubt. Yeah. Well, I love that you asked that because something I've said for, for years to friends, to clients, I go, if you look at every single thing around you right now, I have a pen here, I have a microphone, I have a mug, I have a post-it, I have a desk, everything has a purpose, everything, there's a purpose to it. So to think that each individual doesn't have a purpose would be going against what you see all around you at all times. Yeah. Man, purpose is such a such an important word. And I mean, to understand that you have a purpose, first and foremost, you have to live purposefully. You know, there's so many people who are just waiting, waiting for their chance of happiness, waiting for their chance of success, waiting for their chance at contentment, waiting for their chance for a fulfilling relationship. But you mean hoping and wishing it's truly a games for children. And as you grow into the adult world, it's no longer chance that dictates its purpose, right? Purpose is what's going to drive you forward. Purpose is what's going to get you from where you are to your to your desires. And to live purposefully, you have to understand that you have the capacity to exercise your conscious faculties, your rationality, your reason, your discernment to achieve your goals, to become competent. So, you mean, so to, to know your purpose, you have to apply purpose. Hmm. And this is how we stop being at the mercy of chance. And we begin to understand who we truly are as individuals. And then we have the competence and the capacity to move forward in the goals and the directions that we see suitable for us. I love what you said as well within that. And I resonate with everything you just said. The phrase you, you say, hoping and wishing is a child's game. Is that what you said? Yep. Yep. I, that's beautifully summarized. I completely agree. Phenomenal answers, Legends. I appreciate that. Where can people get in contact with you and how do they find out more? Obviously, you've shared where they can download your book, but just share more about maybe your individual handles, your websites, your podcast. How do they get in contact with you? Sure, man. Our website's hereforthetruth.com. That's where our podcast is. That's where all our episodes and our resources are. If you go to hereforthetruth.com forward slash links, you can find both of us. You can find the links to our ebook. You can find the links to our Rise Above the Herd group coaching program, which is now taking applications till March 28th. Um, and you can apply for it there. And basically, that's where you'll find us on, on all levels, hereforthetruth.com and hereforthetruth.com forward slash links. Super good. I appreciate that. And Erosimos, what's your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is at underscore Erosimos. Awesome. Awesome. And, and Joel, you've got your own personal one as well. Yeah, Joel Rafiti. Yeah. But from the from that link page, you can find our Instagrams. You can find us on all levels. Perfect. Perfect. I appreciate that, guys. That's fantastic. So, again, this is the last question uh, before we wrap up and a question I ask all my amazing guests. 
imagine that you got access to the back end of social media platforms, the biggest platforms out there right now. You kind of kicked Zuckerberg out of the way and all those other chaps and peeps. Um, and you were able to get a message out to everyone who's got eyes on social media. And you had 30 seconds to deliver that message. What would that message be right now, given what we're navigating in the world? Um, I Again, I'm just going to go with the first thing that comes to me Good. is focus on the things that you can control. Put your time, energy, and resources in that and stop wasting your time and, and energy on things that you can't control and getting sucked into the the, the, the matrix of manipulation, et cetera, et cetera. Like focus on yourself make yourself as healthy as possible, keep learning, keep growing, surround yourself with like-minded people who share your value system and then keep living from there. Yeah, I love that. Huge. What about you, John? Um, You are a free individual that is not obligated and not responsible for anyone else other than yourself. Um, Live to the best of your possibilities and exert the best of yourself and respect that for everyone else as well. Amazing. Guys, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for jumping on. And uh, anyone listening, get behind these legends' work. I I just appreciate both of you living your truth and and standing in your truth so powerfully and and supporting other people do that. Like I said, this is how we create a really incredible future for the, the kids we have right now and I, I just appreciate the the bravery both of you have as well. That's one thing I really admire about both of you. You really you really step up, and you're you're not afraid of stepping into the spotlight uh, to speak your truth. So I appreciate both of you guys. It's an honor to spend this time with you. So keep doing your amazing thing, guys. Thanks, Thanks Nash. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having us too, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah. you guys. There you have it, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us today on another episode of the Thoughts on Purpose podcast. Now, be sure to check out the incredible work our guest is up to in the world. You can access all their links below wherever you're listening to this. Also, the way you're going to really just maximize on the time you've invested listening to this podcast is by, first of all, committing to implementing at least two to three things, key ideas that really stirred something in you while you were listening to this. Write them down on paper and begin thinking about and committing to how you can implement these in your life because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Also, share this interview out with the people you care about. Talk about the ideas you've learned. That way, you support us in our mission to impact the world in a greater way. Guys, I am so grateful for your company in today's interview. I acknowledge you that you are an incredible being and you have so much potential. Yes, you do have an incredible purpose here on earth. And I really hope today's episode has sparked something in you to go out in the world and share your gifts on a greater level. My name is Nash Mackey, Rapid Breakthrough Personal Performance Coach, and I can't wait to connect with you in our next episode.